I'm Dr. Monica Parker. And you're listening to My Parents Are Now My Kids, a medical doctor's view and daughter's journey through memory loss and other dementias. As a doctor, I'll help you navigate through the often confusing, confounding, and frequently frustrating technical aspects of dementia. And as a daughter, I'll share with you some things I've experienced caring for and loving my parents who both struggled with these disorders. We want you to have hope and to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And we'll tell you that sometimes that light is coming straight at you and you just have to get out of the way. Let's get started. And now in part two, we continue our discussion on Alzheimer's. You know, I became concerned about my dad when I noticed that he wasn't able to handle his affairs very well. So that's a symptom of Alzheimer's. What what are some other symptoms and symptoms of Alzheimer's? And um, what you're talking about, not being able to manage your affairs, is probably the thing that people pay attention to but don't pay attention to too. I think when in your situation you lived in one state and your father lived in another state so there were little things you were probably missing and one of the biggest tip-offs for most of us is if there's a big change in how somebody is conducting their overall affairs. Um, For example, if your father or mother has always been really good at managing their money like paying bills on time and then all of a sudden the phone is turned off or the water is off or the lights are off it's like well why is the water off and why are the lights off and then when you talk to your relative they've probably got a really reasonable reason for why that's occurring right because they're trying to hide the fact that they are not themselves Mm -hmm. or um little things um too much money is in the bank account Uh, look in your refrigerator is there food in the refrigerator not enough food in the refrigerator such that people aren't recognizing that they need to eat so they're not buying food they're not eating food or there's lots of spoiled food in the refrigerator Uh, things that are out of character so if it feels funny to you it bears investigation right one thing my dad used to do which I thought was really unusual now that I think about it is he would wash clothes every day. Like he would get like one sock and and go down to the washing machine downstairs and wash a load with like one, one or two. Sock? <laughs> probably one <laughs> sock. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But could I, I cannot imagine what he was washing every day because he, was, he lived alone and he didn't have that much laundry. So that was probably... You know, something a little bit unusual. Right. Anything that's unusual, anything that's out of character. But one of the things that family members really need to start paying attention to is how they're managing their finances. How is their personal appearance being managed? You know, some people were impeccable dressers, very meticulous about their personal hygiene and how they presented themselves, you know, immaculate dressers. Um, Anything that's unusual, that's one thing. So change in living habits, you know, whether it's personal habits, change in dietary habits, but more importantly, and this is an important one, is changing financial habits and social habits. 
some people who were very sociable all of a sudden feel more comfortable being at home so they don't go out. Why? Because they know where everything is in the house so they'll just stay in the house. So they'll start to gradually withdraw. So social withdrawal is another symptom. So that's very interesting that you would say that. Um, so that's why some people with Alzheimer's tend to become a recluse. Right. They're very comfortable in their familiar environment. They know there's something. If you really pay attention to some of these patients, sometimes I say patients, but your relatives, they already know there's something wrong. They can't tell you what it is because they don't know what it is. And older adults like to be autonomous. They don't like you minding their affairs. So they're not going to admit that they have anything wrong because they're afraid that you're going to come in there and take that over. Um, or put your nose where it doesn't belong. They don't want you in their affairs. So that's where the paranoia comes in. Right. If I tell my daughter that I can't do something, she's going to come here and she's going to do it. Or in my case, I have um, an aunt who doesn't have any children, and I'm I'm really her advocate, but she thinks that I'm here to do things like take over her affairs and leave her out of it or um, take her brain and donate it to science. Oh, my. <laughs> um, but... It's it. She has to have control. She says, "I don't mind you helping me, but I just don't want you undermining me." So she's not going to tell me things, um, and she may not. Your your relatives may not want to tell you that they're having problems for fear that you will disrupt something, or otherwise observe that they need help and you will come and take over and you know everybody likes to maintain their own affairs in their own way they like to live in their own space and you know different families do different things but most older adults are not going to tell you anything bad because they don't want you to intervene right it's it's kind of sad though when when you're in a state like that and you're you're losing you know familiarity and and not able to sort of take care of yourself, the person closest to you is the one who truly wants to help you. Now, there probably are some unscrupulous people out there and relatives who may try to take advantage of someone, but if truly there's someone in your family that has your best interest at heart, it's, it's really kind of sad that, that the person will feel that they are trying to do something against them and not help them. That is sad. And it's unfortunate, and it happens all the time. So what I try to get families to do is, while somebody is capable of making the right kinds of decisions, this is where we start talking about long-term planning. I didn't say insurance. I said long-term planning. And that means that in the event that something you should start putting things together, like your father, for example, you should start putting your name on your his bank account or going to the bank right you know just to just to know what's going on so that people are comfortable talking to you and have permission to talk to you what's another symptom of alzheimer's aside from having difficulty managing your overall day-to-day affairs um memory memory loss getting lost in familiar places people who drive a car um get lost you know they lived in in my case they lived in a city that had one traffic light one major highway and they've lived there all their lives and they've gotten lost wow 
So driving a motor vehicle and getting very lost in familiar places or being unable to do things that they previously did. Uh, somebody who is able to cook, for example, make a cake. Instead of putting sugar in the cake, now put salt in the cake and can't figure out why the cake doesn't taste right. Um, things that they've previously mastered or they're no longer able to do. They're also not able to like organize activities. You know, can't put your papers together to pay your taxes. Um, so when you say managing your affairs, it's not just paying your bills, it's like organizing stuff. So your brain helps you organize. And if you're not able to organize and process or understand, um, that's a problem. So if you see your loved one, you know, getting lost, um, not being able to do just the everyday things that he or she used to do and um, spending too much money right like compulsive spending or you talked about your father washing one sock compulsive cleaning uh, compulsive behaviors like hoarding you know we don't always think of it but hoarding is a sign that something's not quite right I'm hoarding. glad you touched on that because my goodness my dad loved clothes he had closets and closets and closets of hats and shirts and ties and everything then he would have a whole set of clothes in the basement that he would want to go downstairs and put suits and ties together so he could go to church he just had so many clothes yeah hoarding compulsive things some people can accumulate things like piles of newspapers one thing but styrofoam trays ladies go to the grocery store they rinse out their trays you go into the dining room or the living room and there are all these foam trays stacked up so hoarding it's 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 not normal but things that just don't look right you all of a sudden can't walk into the house because there's so much stuff up against the door now this may not be a, a, me a medical answer that you can ask but why is that why is have absolutely no idea <laughs> I have no idea, but we do recognize that people who hoard, yes, it's a behavioral problem, but there's something in their brain that's making them do that. Hmm. And you don't reason with them. You don't try to tell them not to do that. No, you you just observe. But when you see these things, for those of us who are supposed to be in our right mind, when you see things that look abnormal, we need to investigate. That's what we're having this discussion for. You know, your brain helps you think. Your brain helps you use language properly. People who have had foreign language training, let's just say they were born in Poland and they grew up speaking Polish and they moved to the United States when they were 15 and then they learned English. And now they're 70 and they speak English most of the time, but now they go back to speaking Polish. Okay, that's a sign. They kind of mix the Polish and the English together. That's a sign. That's a sign. You revert back to what you're familiar with. Well, let me ask you this. And what does the family member do? You can't convince them that they're hoarding. You can't convince them that they're lost. You can't convince them that their clothes are not clean and that they're disheveled. How does the family member daughter, son, sister, brother, cousin, niece, nephew, convince this person with Alzheimer's. How do you deal with that? How do you talk to them? Well, you don't. You find somebody else who knows how to address that to do that. So I'm your parent's doctor. 
what you need to do is write down what is of concern to you. You can pass a note to me and let me look at it and then let me discuss it with them. They may argue with me, but it's different coming from the doctor versus the daughter or the son that's the child telling the parent who still sees him or herself as the parent. Right. So you start observing you as the concerned family needs to start writing down what you're observing and then go to a qualified health professional or legal professional to help you sort those things out. You don't try to do it on your own. You're right because the family member will not listen to you. It's you always get I'm the parent here. You know, you're not going to tell me what to do. And so you have and you to get turn, resistance. So you have to turn to the healthcare professional to help you navigate and help you sort of deal with your loved one. Anybody who they have, any other kind of authority figure that's not a relative that they have confidence in because they'll hear things differently. Okay. Well, thank you. I, that's a lot of good information. I, I know now that, you know, Alzheimer's is uh, under the umbrella of dementia and you were able to clearly explain to me and everyone the difference and the different um, signs and causes and some ways that we can help sort of not prevent Alzheimer's but uh, make ourselves healthier overall. So we will talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Please visit our Facebook page, My Parents Are Now My Kids and on Instagram at my parents are now my kids. And if you have any questions for us, please email us at myparentsarenowmykids at gmail.com. See you next time.